Welcome to the Curiosity Podcast, a show about everything e-commerce and digital business. The aim is simple, to help you thrive online. And now, your host, Matt Edmondson. Hello and welcome, my fellow e-commerce entrepreneurs. My name is Matt Edmondson, and this show is for those of us who are curious about e-commerce and want to know how to get better at doing digital business. Now, coming up in today's show, uh, we are addressing the all-important topic of content marketing. Ooh, yeah, it's going to be big. Uh, it's important, right? Because I think content marketing sets the tone for your brand and it can have a huge impact on the bottom line, that's for sure. So make sure you stay with me throughout the whole show as we learn how to create valuable, relevant and consistent content to drive traffic and generate leads and sales for our e-commerce businesses. Okay. As always, I will put up show notes and all the links that we use on the website at mattedmondson.com. Just head on over there and head to episode number 17. Can you believe we're on episode number 17? Whew, it's just flying by. I mean, technically, it's still a very brand new podcast. Uh, and if you're new to the show, I definitely want to give a big shout out to you. We are getting lots of new listeners each week, which is great. It's good to see the stats are always going up. Um, it's because it is a new show, although we are on episode number 17, which is a bit mind boggling for me. But anyway, enough said about that. Before we get into uh, the meat and potatoes, if you like, of this show, I just want to give a shout out to the show's sponsor, the amazing Curious Digital. It's an experience-based e-commerce platform that I use to run and grow my own e-commerce businesses, right? So if you are looking for a new platform, if you're looking to upgrade your website, your e-commerce site, then do check it out at curious.digital. That's curious with a K and not with a C. It is a fab platform. The guys are continually developing it and moving it forward. Um, I get to see the development list and what's coming out next. There's some great stuff, let me tell you. Uh, and they've just released some really great features. So do check it out. It's really worth having a look at. Okay. Shall we jump into it? Let's jump into it. Content marketing. Uh, so before we start off, it's worth saying, right, that creating and sharing valuable and relevant content uh, is, is these days considered like one of the foundational elements to having a good e-commerce website. Okay. Your content um, I was having a conversation earlier, your content is one of the key ways I think you can differentiate yourselves from some of the bigger sites like Amazon um, because they can't be you. They can't put your brand voice on things, right? They can't create the content that you can create. So it's it's essential. It's critical, I think, if you really, really want to skyrocket your e-commerce business. Now, let me tell you right at the start, it's more than just about, and this is what I've discovered, right? Content marketing is not just about putting any old thing on your website, uh, doing social media posts well, writing a blog post and some, some doing some videos. Um, I've seen companies do that a lot. Uh, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it, it has to be more than that, right? So let me say this right at the start. Content marketing for you has got to be a strategy, right, that you as a business carefully consider and implement, okay, because it's going to take effort. It's not something you just do once. Consistency, as we learn, is the key. Uh, so you've really got to make sure you can do this and stay on top of it. Now, the benefits of doing content marketing, I think everyone has heard of, 
uh, and come across in some way, right? Uh, which is maybe why you're listening to the show. You've heard about this idea of content marketing. You've tried it a little bit. Um, how can you do it better? You know it's a good thing to do, right? The key thing for me that content marketing does, the key word is engagement. That's what it is all about. It's about engagement and resonating with your customers. Um, and the better you engage, the more customers you get, the better you engage, the higher your conversion rates. So, you know, the benefits for these things go on and on and on and on. So let me define a couple of terms because not all content marketing is the same. There are, in effect, two key phrases that I hear a lot, uh, and that is outbound marketing and inbound marketing. So you've got outbound content marketing and inbound content marketing. Outbound is where you go and shout out and try and grab people's attention. It's usually short, snappy, easily digestible content. It's designed to disrupt the reader um, and offer them value that they aren't necessarily looking for, right? It can be dangerously close to this whole concept of spam. So we have to be very clear uh, on what is advertising and what is spam, what is interruption and disruption, what is annoying, outrageous and spammy and, you know, you need to be slapped for. Um, but that's what outbound content marketing is. Inbound content marketing is where um, you actually try and make yourself more discoverable by people who are searching around a problem. So, for example, um, on the Jersey site, the skincare uh, website that we have, we will do content around the problems that people are searching for online to do with their skin. For example, how do I solve dry skin or how do I deal with open pores and so on and so forth, okay? So this is where we create what we call content gold, really great content that people discover um, and it wins consumers over because and they keep coming back because we've been really helpful um, and given them some great content, okay? Uh, this is much more of a medium to long-term strategy. Inbound marketing, I've rarely is is short term, let me tell you. But medium to long term, this can really win out. And it's also where longer content is better. So outbound tends to be short, snappy content. Inbound, longer content actually can be better um, because consumers are looking for it and they, they're they quite happy to dedicate the time to read and to learn, okay? So we've got to give them that information, really high valuable content, answering the questions, not necessarily holding stuff back, but giving them valuable content, right? So how do we do that, Matt? It's great. How do we create valuable, relevant, and consistent content, you ask? Well, I think we'll get into that after the news. So let's take a quick break now. We'll do the news, and then I'm going to come back and look at the four steps that I take to do content marketing. We are now going to take a few minutes to stop pause and review this week's e-commerce news. Hi Matt. Hey, how are we doing? <laughs> we are doing well today. Are you sure? Yes, <laughs> okay, we are. Good. Getting better all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. So what have we got this week? Luxury brands. Okay. So if I was reading this um, article on the drum. The drum? Not like, you know, playing the drums. But oh, okay. Like, uh, a site called the yeah, drum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And according to the to stats, just nine percent of all luxury sales, good sales, are made online. Nine percent. It's yeah. quite low, eh? Yeah. 
So they're selling higher value products, uh-huh. but to a smaller pool of people. Okay. Right. And what they are doing or what they do well in, an, in their bricks and mortar stores mm-hmm. is the personalization mm-hmm. aspect. Like they're really good at that. Yeah. And trying to um, translate that onto e-commerce is not always easy, but they do have the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess like for smaller e-commerce businesses who don't have the resources, but we know from last week's podcast, just how important personalization is mm-hmm. for, for a um, e-commerce site. So um, what are your thoughts as far as what can small businesses learn from luxury brands, even though they don't have a massive amount of presence, mm-hmm. but what they do do, they do really well. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a whole podcast episode dedicated to this when we talked with, um, do you remember Casey? I do. Because she was talking about selling luxury products online. And the the way you do this is, I think, with with just insane levels of customer service. And so you have to figure out for your customer base what that service is going to look like. Right, and what it is they want and what it is they need and how you can give them that in a digital space, in a digital format. I think that's that's the complicated bit um, because it's why only 9% of the total luxury brand sales are done online, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not actually straightforward. But because only 9% are currently online, I think it's a great opportunity if you've got the ability to, to think that through. Um, and I'd say if that's you, if you're doing luxury brands, then definitely check out... Um, Cases podcast. I can't remember what episode it is, but if you look on the website, it'll be there. Cool. Um, carrying on with our whole concept of personalization, mm-hmm. item number two is about e-commerce in China. Okay. And we know that China is dominating the e-commerce world. Yes. Simply because they have so many mobile users yeah, yeah, in yeah. China. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're um, like the e-commerce giant Alibaba. Mm-hmm. It's massive. And one of the things that they've done really well is that they've categorized their products really well so mm-hmm. that when, when users go on their website, they know exactly where they need to be to get what they want and all that. Mm-hmm. So they do that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that we could take from that? Oh, that's a good, well, if you, like you say, turn it into personalization, just making sure your navigation works super well that people can find out where things are on the website really easily. I think that's always super, super helpful. I'm not saying you're going to become Alibaba if you do that. That would be nice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you could definitely learn from that, um, that whole categorization thing. And the search thing, you know, making sure search works well, especially if you've got a large catalog, yeah. a large list of items. Um, the, the bottom rule is this, right? How quickly can you get the product that the customer is looking for in front of them? Mm-hmm. Um, and the quicker you can do that, the higher the chance you've got of selling that product, right? Um, Usually, I know someone listening is going to go, well, what about? No, but usually it's all about, you know, people are on websites, they want to find what it is they're looking for and they want to find it fast. And the faster and easier you can do that, the higher your conversion is going to be. Right. And also, I guess the categorization is great if you're just browsing as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It does totally. Okay. Item number three. Yep. Top products to sell online, according to Shopify. Oh, right? okay. So I'm going to read them out to you. Well, hang on a minute. So yeah. this is top products according to so Shopify. I've given a list. 
of the the best selling products through Shopify websites. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this would be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me so, guess. Can I guess one of them? Yeah. Jewelry. Yes. Is that on there? It is on there, but not just any kind of jewelry. Minimalist jewelry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have no idea what minimalist jewelry is. But okay, I, I guess I could go away and research. Opposite of costume jewelry. Oh, which okay. you probably don't know what that is. No. Or do you? Okay, no, let's I, just move on. I, yeah, I don't really wear jewelry. <laughs> um, can I guess what else is on the list? Yeah. Um, would watches come under jewelry? Maybe. Is it on the list? Smart watches. Smart. Okay, smart watches are on the list. Yeah, I should have maybe put the words. There's definitely watches, jewelry. These are just the standard go to Shopify websites. There'll be some kind of clothing items on there, yeah. I would have thought. Um, and there'll be some kind of, ooh, I don't know, some kind of gadget type, fidget spinner type thing. Is that mm-hmm. on there? Pet grooming? That's, that's that definitely was a, not a gadget. It was a gadget. I, sh- I should have guessed pets. Pets are always going to sell a lot. Okay, so what is actually on the list? Shapewear, number one. Okay, so shapewear is number This is clothing mm-hmm. that contours a human body by squashing it in parts that it shouldn't be squashed in and yeah. expanding it in parts it shouldn't basically okay this is cool because this is this is in my head this is quite elizabethan uh you know victorian style <laughs> trends that have not expired yet yeah um, okay shapewear cool i don't we don't sell shapewear online uh but it's interesting that it's number one maybe mm-hmm. we should on our beauty website get some shapewear products okay pet Note grooming to self pet grooming Okay, <laughs> I don't have, well, we have guinea pigs. I don't think we groom them, though. But pet grooming, as in just brushing the fur off your dog. I suppose. Okay. I wasn't so interested in that one either. It's fascinating. I, but I imagine this is quite skewed by, the, by America. And America spends disproportionately more on its mm-hmm. pets than you know, anywhere else in the known world. So um, I assume pet products are actually quite a good product to sell in the States. Okay, what's number three? Athleisure. Athleisure. Athleisure clothing. Oh, leisure. Sorry. <laughs> I'll translate Athleisure. this. Athleisure. Athleisure. Um, uh, we'll make a brood out of you yet. Uh, okay. So that's just like sports clothing, yeah. which again is all super trendy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. You ready for this one? Sure. A bathroom stool. Okay. Not for... Um, a bathroom stool. Yeah. As in a stool you sit on. No, actually. It's not a stool you sit on. No. What kind of stool is it? It's um. How many other stools are there? Well, you can have stools for standing on to make kids a bit taller. Oh, okay. You can have uh, stools for sitting on, like like at the kitchen counter. Okay. But this is a bathroom stool to help people with their constipation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't. Have left. If you if you are struggling with constipation, I'm really sorry. I should not have left that out. I was not expecting that. So a bathroom stool that helps with constipation. Yes. Oh, the irony of calling it a stool, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> a stool to remove the stool. Is that what it's called? That should be a yes. great, that's a great website. <laughs> and get this. This was, I thought, the best part. Uh-huh. That some of them even come with an air freshener. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was <Wow>. good. <laughs> I have no idea. Do you know what? I, no, don't tell me what these things look like. I'm going to go and Google it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm really curious to see what that is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Number four is a stool to remove stools. Nice. Okay. Dot com. Hey, if anyone's listening and they register that domain and make a million out of it, just remember where you first heard it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I'm saying. Okay. Pet bed. Pet bed is number five. Yeah. Okay. And that's a bit boring, but okay. Yeah. Smart watches. We've already talked about that. Yeah. 
Minimalist jewelry. That's number seven. Okay. I'm dish, counting. Okay. Dish racks. Dish racks. Dish yeah. racks. So I guess for people who don't use um, dishwashers. As in, you know, when you're doing the washing up, you put your plate or your bowl on a rack to dry. Yeah, I think so. That's one I of the best selling it... items. Okay. That has surprised me. I would never have thought, you know what, I'm going to set up a business selling dish racks. How many different types? <laughs> of, I suppose there's wooden ones, plastic ones, metal ones. Jeez. I, I, okay. I'm not going to do that business. No, please that's don't. For sure. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, number nine, safety mm. shoes. <laughs> I don't know not why this shoes, is on here. But not safety just, shoes. Yeah. Okay. I actually own a pair of safety shoes. You need or them. Or when you're, like when? When do you need them? Oh, for when you're like um, doing stuff in the, the yard, when you're... I like to do woodwork as like a hobby. So when I'm using woodworking machinery, carrying stuff, heavy stuff. So the shoes have got like steel in the toes and underneath. So if you stand on a nail, it doesn't go in your foot and doesn't squash your foot. My husband's got safety shoes. He has to wear them at work. Oh, okay. Not just when he's at home. (laughs) There's not something you want to reveal. (laughs) No, not at home. Okay. (laughs) All right, moving on to number 10. Uh Posture corrector. Now, I have definitely seen a lot more adverts for these recently. So, are they like a vest? Yeah, well, they, or are they're they all like very different. This thing they? that you wrap around and yeah, they velcro they, it on. You know, because we're, we're all sat at computers all day, so we're all becoming more and more round shouldered, and so they use these posture correctors to pull your shoulders back, and so it just sort of it's like a cool. they all come in different type, shapes and sizes. I find them quite uncomfortable personally, but yeah, I mean, I've tried a few on, but yeah, it's to open up the chest and stretch back the cool. shoulders. I don't know how effective they are. I just know that they sell a lot of them. I don't know if any science is behind it. I don't even know if any studies have been on it, actually. That would be a really interesting one. Um, I just know people sit at the desk, get back pain, and think, oh, I've got a bad posture, therefore I'll buy this for 30 bucks and it will help me. Whether it does or not, I don't know. If you've got one and you like it and it's helped you, let me know. Uh, Because I'd be curious. I'm just interested to find out. Is that it? That is it. So we finished the news. We are. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. That's the news, so now let's get back to it. Okay, so that's the news. Let's get into the four steps uh, that I want to cover in this particular podcast around content marketing. You appreciate um, I I could spend hours on this topic. I'm not going to. I just want to give you four quick areas to think about uh, that will help you on your journey to creating some great content, stuff that I've discovered and figured out along the way, right? And the first, the very first thing, I appreciate this sounds crazily obvious, but every time I've come across people that have struggled with content marketing, it's because they haven't taken the time to define their content marketing strategy. Okay, so that's the first step. You have got to define what your content marketing strategy is before you even start investing any of your precious time or energy into content. You need to have a very clear, measurable content goals in place. Knowing where you are, where you want to be, uh, will give you a clear sense of direction um, and it can help you create a great content schedule. You start to be deliberate uh, with the content that you create. I cannot begin to tell you how many times people have sort of gone off and it's like written one or two blog posts because they've heard about content marketing and then they've run out of ideas and then the content stops. 
and uh, they go and try something else, right? It's just one of those things. Whereas if you if you think about this from uh, a 12-month point of view, what over the next 12 months are you going to do? What's your content? How can you strategize around that? Be really, really clear. Don't just go head off and just write any old thing uh, because that's where it doesn't work. You'll either run out of steam or it just won't resonate with your customers, okay? Step number two is, again, obvious, uh, create good content. Now, the competition for great content out there is tough, right? Think about uh, YouTube as a classic example. There are hundreds of hours of content uploaded to YouTube every second. Some of it's great, some of it's awful, some of it's quite mediocre. Um, the great content tends to be the content that gets discovered. Now, that doesn't mean it's the most expensive. It doesn't mean it's, you know, crazily high figures on production. That's not what I'm saying. It's the most thought out content uh, that makes sense for the people that want to watch it. Okay. Think to yourself, is what I want to do, is what I want to create going to be valuable and relevant to the person listening, to the person reading, to the person uh, watching? Uh, is it going to be valuable and relevant? Okay. Uh, and use that as your basis. Okay, use it as your basis and think to yourself, is this content going to raise awareness of solutions that the customers didn't even know about? Am I going to educate them um, on an idea, a product or a service that's really going to help them stuff they've not even considered before? So how does this work for an e-commerce website, right? Really great question. For me, there are some really obvious places where you can put some really great content. Number one is going to be on product landing pages. So uh, this is where you're doing a specific landing page for a product with a marketing campaign. And because it's a landing page, you can do longer form content on this page. Um, it needs to be entirely customer focus. It's not what you think that's cool. It's what's going to help the customer. Okay. Make it relevant to them. That's the critical part, right? What does this problem, uh, what does this product uh, solve? What problem does it solve? for the customer? How's it going to transform them? Uh, what do they need to do next? Has it got a clear call to action, right? Um, an excellent landing page will quickly translate into conversions because the content on it is good, good content, okay? So think about your product landing pages. Think about your product pages. So these are just the general product pages that people come to on the e-commerce website. And there are three things that I think, well, there's going to be more, right? But let's, let's focus on three key things that I think you can do to a product page that's going to make the content really zing for your customers, especially if you're trying to compete against people like Amazon. Number one is going to be like, how-to videos. So you can do the how-to videos, you can shoot them on your iPhone these days, you don't need expensive gear, um, but shoot a video that shows how that particular product can be used or worn or what what are the benefits of that product, um, How how is it going to help the customer transform into whatever they're transforming into, right? How is it valuable? Um, and relevant to them. Your customers will definitely watch the videos to better understand the product. Um, so do put videos on there. And again, a top tip here is where if you're going to do videos where there's talking, um, where you're doing narration, for example, or you're doing a product demonstration, put subtitles on the video as well. You can do that quite easily with YouTube just because people watch videos in silence, 
right? A lot of people will watch content on their phone, maybe they when they're on the train or wherever. You'll be amazed how many videos are watched in silence. So make sure it's understandable if people are not listening to the audio. That's a key thing, okay? The second thing I think you can do with your product page is product reviews. Um, product reviews are great. Encourage your customers to write them because they're going to write all kinds of amazing stuff in those reviews. What they found worked well for them, what they didn't like, what they tips and tricks they found, um, you know, what their thoughts are. This is all amazing content. Amazon now claim that over 90% of people read the reviews before buying the products. Okay. So it's this independent user generated content, which really is going to help give credibility to your products that people are going to love. So reviews are absolutely critical to your product page. Get them on there, get your customers to write them. And the third form of content that we found works really, really well on product pages is FAQs. So this is where a customer um, or potential customers reading about a product and they've they've read your page, but they've they've got a few questions in their head um, that have for whatever reason um, has not been totally answered on the product page. It may be that they is not the information that answers the question. It may be that they've just not read it, right? Um, but it's fascinating to me how many people actually will read the FAQs, right? How, when you're buying a product, think about it yourself. Amazon are great at this. If you go to an Amazon site, when you buy a product, you're often reading those questions just because you're kind of going, well, is that a question that's relevant to me uh, as the customer? And so putting FAQs on there is brilliant. Um, it's again, user-generated content. You're answering very specific questions customers will have, which is just, well, it's a when we say create good content, tip number two, let me tell you that is good content. Okay. So, uh, so, so do that. The other great thing that you can do with your reviews and your FAQs is you can use them to generate your own content ideas, right? So if there's a question that customers are asking over and over again, well, that could be um, a blog post or a series of blog posts that you put up on your website or a series of videos, you know, however you do your content. They'll tell you what they're caring about. They'll use specific phrases and questions um, that address their concerns. The more you can read that and understand that, the better your content's going to be. And reviews and FAQs are a great source of ideas for you to generate high engagement content. You can also use that same thinking on social media. You know, what are they writing in social media? What are they putting in there? Could you create some content that would help them understand how to solve that problem or address that concern, right? So uh, it's really straightforward to do. Good content comes from research. And when it comes to e-commerce, doing uh, stuff like that on our product pages is really, really going to make them stand out and sing in terms of content, okay? Tip number three is be committed to your content schedule, right? With content marketing, you are definitely playing a long game and a long game means commitment and it means consistency. Think about content marketing as running a marathon versus running the 100 meter sprint. You are running the marathon, right? You are in it for the long haul. And if, I, if there's one thing that I can tell you about content marketing, if you do your research and deliberately create good content for your customers and you're consistent in doing that, you have got a much better shot of your content marketing working. If you just create good content sporadically, 
okay, it might help people that actually come to your website, but it won't necessarily draw people in. It may or may not work. If you create bad content consistently, again, you know, you're going to be a bit hit and miss. But if you can do good content and do that content consistently, you are really, really helping yourself. So really make sure that you're committed to creating consistent content. So for me, um, let's take this podcast, for example. Well, this podcast is, um, you know, each podcast episode comes out of research. It comes out of understanding the customer and knowing what the key concerns and problems are. Just questions I get asked all the time and I kind of go, well, let's do a podcast around that. That's great. And I've got to commit to doing that content on a weekly basis. If I start doing one podcast one week and then it's three weeks to the next one, well, that just doesn't work, right? So consistency is key. I'm going to say it one more time because I really need this to be drummed into your thinking. Remember this key point, right? Consistency is key to great content marketing. So tip number four is be deliberate about distributing content. What I mean by this is it used to be that you could put something up and people would find it. It just was the way it was uh, back when there was like, you know, five people on the web. But now the amount of content which is being uploaded, the amount of businesses which are using content to try and drum traffic, there is so much content out there that it's becoming slightly overwhelming, right? So people aren't necessarily just going to stumble across what you've done. Instead, you've got to be deliberate and intentional about how you distribute the content um, and get it in the right forms on the right platforms to the right audience um, so that you get the engagement that you want. Okay. So for example, um, if you've got a strategy which says, you know what, I'm going to put blogs on my websites or case studies or reviews, which is all great. Well, how are people going to read those? How are people going to find them, right? What are people going to do to read those? Now, one of the problems or one of the key issues people have when it comes to creating content uh, or doing content marketing is they hear all the benefits and go, yes, that's fantastic. I really want to do that. But then this feeling of dread and overwhelm appears quite rapidly when they think about the sheer amount of content that they feel like they have to create. So what I do, um, let's take this podcast as an example, right? So what I do is we do the research, we figure out what the podcast topic is going to be, um, we outline the podcast, and then I come into the studio, record it, or we'll record it with a guest or an expert, um, and we we try and add a bit of entertainment in there as well. We do the news, which is a bit of fun, but also informative, okay, and that's our podcast. So I then take that podcast, we have the podcast transcribed, which then creates for us the blog post. So I don't have to write necessarily the blog post. The very fact that I'm talking into a microphone and recording it means I'm putting words out somewhere. So I can take the um, audio from that podcast, get it transcribed, and it becomes a blog post with very minimal editing. Okay, I can then take that uh, audio and we can cut that up into snippets and that creates the quotes for social media. Um, you, you get what I'm saying, right? You, you can create one piece of content and cut it up into the various formats that make sense for where you're trying to promote it. So I don't just put the podcast up and hope it's discovered. I create the podcast, 
based on research and I then use um, the blog on my website from an SEO point of view that drives traffic to my website. So transcribing it's great, writing the show notes is great. It's great for you, obviously, to go and get those show notes, um, but it's also helping me from an SEO point of view. And like I say, we then take that content and we cut that down and that gives me all the content I need then for social media and that engagement. So don't feel overwhelmed by the amount of content you can create. You can be quite clever um, in repurposing and reusing content that you create uh, so you don't feel like you're on this constant treadmill of having to create content. But do be deliberate about distributing it and promoting it, okay? Uh, It's it's the top way uh, of of getting people to read it and to engage with it. You can do it through Facebook ads. There's all kinds of ways that you can do it. Try them all, figure out what works for you, okay? So, Let me just summarize. Number one, define your content strategy. Number two, make sure you're creating good content, which comes from research and user-generated content on your e-commerce website. Be committed, number three, to your content schedule. And number four, be deliberate about promoting and distributing that content to get people coming to it. Getting the content right is vital for driving traffic to your site and generating leads. Oh my goodness, do I know this? Um, Creating that content is going to be valuable for uh, the customer and relevant to them and it helps them build your trust in the brand or helps them build trust in your brand. Let me get that the right way around. And then you get more engagement, more sales and a much better website is the bottom line, okay? So I hope you found this useful. They're my four top strategies, four top tips is how we do it here. Um, And you can use the same strategy if you're like me uh, on the e-commerce side of things, you're selling digital products. Well, that's e-commerce. So we're selling courses. We use content marketing to draw people in and hopefully that makes them aware of what we're doing. Uh, We use it on our e-commerce sites. Every site we do, we use content marketing as a strategy. But with every site, I'm clear on what that strategy is, how we find good content uh, and how we distribute that content and how we and what our schedule for that content looks like, right? For every single business. So make sure you you follow that pattern because I know it works. Hope you've got something out of this. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. It's free and the show is full of great stuff about how to set up, run and grow your own e-commerce business, even if I do say so myself, which of course I do. So make sure you subscribe to keep up to date. We can, of course, connect on social media. Uh, Why not? It's a beautiful thing, right? So head on over to any social media platform uh, like Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Just search for Matt Edmondson. That's E-D-M-U-N-D-S-O-N. And hopefully you will find me. Um, I'm a big fan of Instagram, so certainly connect with me on that if you're on it. Uh, And like I said earlier, all of the show notes, which will help me from an SEO point of view, but help you uh, are on the website, along with links to the sponsor, um, along to my links to social media as well. So you can uh, just connect with me straight on there. Just head on over to mattedmondson.com and you will see those. So thanks for listening. Hope you've got something out of this week. Make sure you come back next week as we talk more about e-commerce. Until next time. You've been listening to the Curiosity Podcast with Matt Edmondson. Subscribe and join us next time as we carry on conversations about all things e-commerce and digital business.